Welcome to the Chronicles of Beer, a little bit later than normal. Apologies to, uh, to all the fans out there. Uh, hope you've had a good couple of weeks. Um, as I'm recording this, football is officially coming home, as England have been in Croatia. Um, but yeah, it's we're back. Chronicles of Beer, the letter T. Um, we had James um, from Thornbridge join us to talk about a lot of beers. Um, and you'll know it says the episode goes on. Um, some of us, namely me, got a little bit drunk this time around, so apologies if this becomes slightly unbearable to listen to. It's the most I've ever had to edit the Chronicles of Beer to get to a to a place where I wasn't so embarrassed of my own voice. Um, I think I had already done a podcast before the Chronicles of Beer as well. Um, so yes, the, the beers the beers were very much flowing uh, across the group and to the point where I couldn't really, I really, really couldn't put out the end of the episode because it had descended into so much chaos. So if you do listen all the way to the end, um, you'll find that I've not put the letter that we're moving on to in the next couple of weeks, but it is the letter R. We're going from T to R. Um, so if you if you just if you're listening, you get to the end and you wonder where that is, it just honestly it wasn't listenable to anyone. Um, so I just had to get rid of the end because we did descend into chaos. But other than that, uh, it was a lovely episode. James was fantastic. We drank some great beers. Um, you know, tiny rebel, but Club Tropica. We got Thornbridge. Um, I had some lovely Tegansy. We had Timothy Taylor, landlords. A great episode to listen to. Um, still need to get Liam or Simon to do a, an intro at some point um, but yeah for now enjoy this episode of the Chronicles of Beers the letter T Let's get this thing moving. Chronicles of Beer, we're on the on the letter T, folks. All of you, long-time listeners, all four of you, uh, dad, 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 thank you for tuning in once again. We are here with the letter T. I've uh, got a belt and episode ahead, haven't we, folks? How are we this evening all? Please do just shout out. Yeah, well. wonderful, mate. Fantastic. Good. We, we have been joined this week. We've got another guest again. Two weeks running. Someone has actually come and joined <laughs> this shit show of, of a podcast once again. James from Thornbridge. How are you? Hi. Doing? My favourite shows are shit shows. So it's going to be perfect. It's perfect. Cam is going to feel very put out that he didn't get invited back, actually, because he was pretty uh, pretty keen to come back for the tea. But uh, I saw him last night. Well, do you know that surprise that I had? Yes. Only kidding. Only kidding. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yes, it's another week. We are actually on time this week rather than letting people delay for about a month, which is what we did last time. We are back on time. And we, we might as well get straight into the beer. We've got five to get through this evening, which is still a decent amount for a Thursday night recording. And uh, let's see. So we, we, we debated long and hard in the group chat, of course, about what we we're going to drink as our core beers. Uh, we've settled on our starter as uh, the old Timothy Taylor's landlord in a shit bottle, which is a bit annoying. I was I was I was tempted to get some cask, but uh, we're all in the bottle. Um, for, for for all of Timothy Taylor's problems and issues that I've got with him at the moment in terms of small breweries, we can't deny their beer and this beer as 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 a British staple. So um, yeah, before we dive in, what's everyone's experience drinking? Landlord, we might as well kick off with with James as our guest. Uh, you know, oh. This this is a, a legendary <laughs> beer, as far as anyone's concerned. It is a legendary beer, and I actually have very minimal experience with it. I mean, as I'm sure many of you crafty beer or just beer lovers out there who are on Twitter know, it's our brewer's 
Dom Driscoll's favourite beer of all time, or so it seems by the amount that he bangs on about it. And you know what? It is an absolute classic. It absolutely is. It's been around forever. It's always been absolutely fantastic quality. And you know what? Now I am partial to a nice pint of it, I must say. So, yeah. Yes, yes. Simon, I imagine for... Is, is is this one that you get where you are, or yeah? You because know, you've got you you live in Casquan down in the southeast, but yeah, you know, very much known for its cast. Do you get our beer down there? Yeah, well, simply landlord is probably the staple in my local pub. So it is. I think I've mentioned on the podcast before. Really, one of the first beers that I would have probably tried um, when I was going in my local back in the day, um, and it's always on. So yeah, a lot of pints of this, and then I've also. I was going to mention the Timothy Taylors have a pub in London randomly, like down on the River Thames. It's one of the weirdest pubs I've ever been in. Um, I think I went before like an England rugby game and it's just bizarre walking into a pub with just Timothy Taylors on the pumps <laughs> and yeah. you, because you're used to just seeing Landlord alongside London Pride, Tribute, yeah. all those classics. Yeah. So to see their full array was actually quite good that, yeah, the pub seriously needs some work. It was falling down yeah, <laughs> when I went yeah. so if you're there now um but, but yeah great beer I mean uh, is it a payoff that's a good question that I think camera wrestled with over the years um is it a powwow or is it a bitter um it's sort of falls somewhere in between the two doesn't it so that's a bit of a debate but well no well, debate it's a good beer. Probably, we'll probably move on to that as we talk about different payouts through the and and, and guys and stuff. Lee, like you, you're obviously a bit of a hobgoblin nerd, and landlords probably up there as, as far as the Brit, like Britain's concerned in terms of yeah. beer. Was, was was this a staple for you or not so much? Yeah, um, not as much really. We got like I said, basically where I was from, it was mostly literally hobgoblin was everywhere. As well as the smaller, loads of other smaller the breweries of the type. Um, but I'm not without like Tim- uh, Timothy Taylor's. Um, I've had it before. Not so much in a bottle. I've never really had a bottle of it. I've only ever had it on cask. And I think it's a lot better on cask than in the bottle, naturally, as it most beers are. Um, and as far as cask beers goes, it's pretty decent. Though. If I see it on there, I'll probably go for it. So, um, yeah, not bad at all. So, obviously, this evening we're going to talk about Jaguar, and I don't want to mention it yet. Um, but you're probably talking very similar vibe in terms of a consistent beer that everyone who is a beer lover will go for. I mean, James, obviously you're not brew side, but why, why is Landlord so important, do you think, like to the British kind of brewing scene, like coming from it, from, from, from a brew perspective? Because we know it's massive. Like Americans come over yeah. to drink Jaipur and Landlord, and we'll talk about Jaipur, but why, why, why do you think this is such a special beer? No, that's an interesting one. I think when a beer has been around for that long and is that greatly loved and sought after and seeked out by so many people, you know, word automatically spreads. And, you know, and there's beer lovers worldwide. And once a beer has been spoken about in one country, in other words, the world can obviously quickly spread throughout every field. And because it has been an like an institution for such a long amount of time and it is consistently good. And I think Timothy Taylor's as well, they stick to like a certain level of consistency, like in regards to like their marketing and, and it's just super old school is probably the best way to put it, but it's, um, it's also completely relevant at the same time. It's, it's a really tricky one to sort of pinpoint why it's still so popular all these years on. It's, it's just quite a magical beer, isn't it, really? Yeah. 
And yeah, you know, like you've obviously pointed to the fact that it's better on cash. It's it's a different beer on cash fundamentally. You know, we're talking four point three on yeah. cash, four point one bottle conditioned as as a beer. Um, uh, it's really hard not to compare it to Jaipur, like really. But I'm not going to do that straight away. So no. you normally come, you normally come with some facts, Simon. What have you got on landlord for us? I guess the one that I've just spotted on my notes now is it's won the camera beer of Britain more times than any other beer. So it's a four time winner. I think maybe ESB by Fuller's has won it three times. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, alone sort of proves how its longevity and its quality, I guess. Um, and maybe another thing might come on to, but I did know, I haven't actually tried it myself, but I did see that Timothy Taylor's actually launched the craft beer last year. I don't know if anyone's tried that. It's called Hopical Storm, apparently. Um so it'd be sort of interesting to see what their craft beer attempt is like because yes. I found with those sort of older brewers they struggled a bit with the transition yes. to craft beer. So I'm guessing it's uh, an American hopped sort of landlord. Is it'll be, it'll be cascade, think, it'll be yeah. cascade centennial, like just yeah. a standard kind of. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've, I've not tried. I mean, it, I want it instantly. I want it now. <laughs> is basically where this comes from. But no, basically um, with the bottle, I do know. Or I think I know it's pa- like pasteurized. So when you pasteurize a beer, it does take certain aspects of the flavor out, um, or or makes it slightly different. Um, so obviously that is the main difference between cask and bottle is it is pasteurized. So yeah, yeah. No, I mean, so Timothy Taylor launched their three craft beers. I've, I've not tried them; they're still in bottle. Um, but they did Hopical Storm Cup Lane, which is a 5.8 IPA and Poulter's Porter, which is a 4.8% Porter. You can buy them as a pack as as far as bottles goes, but I don't want it. I just don't want it. What I want is to be sat in a proper pub in the centre of York drinking either a pint of this or a pint of Boltmaker, and I'm going to be the happiest man alive drinking pints after pint after pint of that. And there aren't, there aren't many breweries like we, you know, we've talked about a few on the podcast before, whether it's... Uh, Abbeydale, whether it's the, I'm, I'm going to say Thornbridge, I really don't want to try and refer to Thornbridge all the time, but you know, you said Adnams, like it's just that beer that you you trust and you know, and you're happy with it, despite any tension on beer Twitter, like or whatever this brewery might be doing. It's just fucking great beer. And Landlord is, you know, I've, I've spoke to American brewers, I've spoke to Scandinavian brewers, they come to England for this beer, like they just fundamentally do, and it's. Uh, it's, it's just cracking it is cracking um i don't really know where to go on it. <laughs> it's, it's, whenever, whenever someone brings it up on on the other podcast it's really hard to, to bring anything up like because it's just a it's an absolute staple of british brewing um so well, i've got like a little story about it so um last thing. year we was gonna do um basically a line of beers um one each um, and every month and was going to do it in cask and keg. And basically one of the beers was going to be a collaboration with Timmy Taylor's, which I just couldn't wait for. I can't for the life of me recall what style it was. Um, how it, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a fruit smoothie, New England IPA um, <laughs> with cocoa nibs. Um, <laughs> basically, it really made me laugh because I popped into the office to see our own director and owner Simon and 
there's all these like pieces of like yellow Timothy Taylor's headed paper on his desk. And I was like, what's going on here? And he was like, this is literally how we are talking to each other and how they're contacting us by a headed letter, not an email, wow. a headed letter with the most beautiful handwriting I've ever seen in my life. And that's Timmy Taylor's all over. It's classic. And they've not changed what they're about even to this day. And I think that's the point that I was trying to make earlier. They stick to the guns, don't they? And, you know, it's, it's quite charming, I think. Uh, yeah. I think it is. And they've, they've taken a lot of scrutiny over their Marlboro's relief and all this kind of stuff and they've been, been, been against it. But I think you can get so caught up in this shit and politics and Twitter and, and financials. When it comes down to beer and being sat in a pub and drinking a great pint of beer, you can kind of put that all aside. We're not going to move on today and talk about a lot of the the, the sexism and all the shit that's coming out about breweries across Britain. I don't want that to go into our podcast, but and like Timmy Taylor's a, a minor infringement on some, some breweries at the moment. The beer, fundamentally, is still great. 70 years on from when this was first brewed and we're, we're all drinking it in bottle I'd, I'd love us all to be at the pub drinking this beer on cask how it should be uh but yeah what what a beer how, how you find it liam simon yeah it's just i don't know you say it's just i think the big thing with it is just reliable isn't it it's just it's just you know that it's good it's no it's never changed in the 70 years it's been there so i think it's just it's a consistent beer it's like you said people come here to try this beer and we sort of take that for granted. We sort of turn our noses up at it most of the time. Um, but then we, when you hear about Americans coming over, Scandinavia coming over, want to try this beer specifically, you realise actually how lucky we are to have a beer like this that's been so consistent, so good for 70 years. So it just says it all. Uh, well, we, we, we say it all the time how lucky we are to be able to, you know, the, the, the bar that Liam runs or, or that Liam works at, you don't fucking run it, you twat. Uh, the, the, bar that you, the bar that you work at, um, and, 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 and any of the craft bars. Nice. Like, <laughs> I know, yeah. And, and any of the craft bars that we go to, we kind of, even tonight, like I'm there with the choice of like, I don't know, Verdant, Polly's, everything you've got on. And you kind of take for granted that 10 years ago, even t- yeah, 10, 20 years ago, this was probably the flagship. It was this all lager. It was you. You had all, all John Smith. Like you'd have a bitter landlord bucked the trend. Um, you know, being a pale ale, so to speak, which you know we just mentioned. And God, like we're so lucky to be where we are today. You sometimes overlook beers like this and how important they are to to British brewing. So hats off to Timothy Taylor. Yeah, yeah, it's but, lovely as well. So so balanced. It's just crazy. Yeah, I think yeah, I mean, like, it's one of those beers that if you like lived abroad two or three years it's probably like the first beer you'd have when you come back because it's just that like taste of familiarity and taste of home like living in this country i think so it just sums up sort of the traditional british brewing style i think perfectly that beer yeah no it's good it's good well we'll keep noticing that we'll get on to the the regular podcast segments um <laughs> I can't, I, it's been a while i can't remember what we normally go for it but i think it's what have we enjoyed over the last fortnight, really? Have we had any standout wow. beers from any breweries that we've had over the last fortnight before we move on to um, to, to talk about Thornbridge? Uh, where do we normally go? I'll start with Liam. Any standout for the last two weeks since the last recording? Oh, I'm trying to think. I've had a few the last few weeks. I had, I tell you what I did have was a beer from Ambleforth Brewery, which is like one of the only UK breweries doing Trappist beer, Belgian-style Trappist beers. And I actually have to say it was absolutely delicious. Like it was a 7% double and it was absolutely fantastic. Um, so if you ever get to try it, 
I'd recommend it. It's like they're doing it's like it's slightly different to what you can get a traditional Belgian double, but what they're doing over there is really, really good. They sort of do like their own like beers, their own ciders and things like that as well. Um it was awesome. I'd also had probably one of my favorite beers so far this year I had the other night was from Polly's, uh, which Midnight Dipper, which was absolutely sensational. Like one of the best beers of the year for me so far. I know Polly's are constantly like pulling out great beers every single like almost every week they're pulling out great beers but this one's for me sort of stood out um so yeah those really two standouts for me this week good simon um yeah i've written down well i've written down a cl- couple of classics like classic breweries really that i seem to mention a lot daya at their tipper i think the weekend um which was really good and cloud water i finally had I have become the boat, which I think seems to have been out for a while, but I've never seemed to get it. So I'm glad I ticked that one off. But I think my wild card mention for this week to a different brewery would be um, Villages down in South London. I think they are Deptford. Um, don't see their stuff too often, but uh, whenever I've had it, it's been pretty solid. And the one that I had last week was called Soft Sun, just New England IPA, but was just nice when i had it i don't know if it was the particular time i had it or what it was but it just hit the spot and um just thought i'd give them a shout out maybe a good opportunity when we get to v given there won't be many options so they'll probably come up again then um but London will go pretty verdant heavy that episode but uh yes good <laughs> shout. yeah maybe they won't even get a look in it would just be five verdant beers that night <laughs> yeah perhaps, um, perhaps. Yeah. yeah good uh James, any obviously you're going to be drinking a lot of Thornbridge, but any standout probably for the last I don't know, two weeks, ten days? I will be deadly honest. I forgot to plan this bit. That makes no Dominican. <laughs> Basically, I went to my beloved one of two locals at the weekend because Shakespeare's is amazing. Um, shout out to you guys and I had a really delicious juicy pint and it was double barreled brewery and it was called Parker and it was a 4.5% or 4.8 I'm not too sure what it was but it was just like super murky milky and normally I won't go like to the extremes of murk (laughs) but I just (laughs) remember it it being so delightful and um I only have one pint, um, like one pint at the time, was moving around different pubs, and it was just bloody gorgeous. And to be honest, that is probably the only beer that I can properly remember. Now I don't know if that's me or the beer. <laughs> um, probably me. Um, but yeah, it was absolutely lovely. And those guys are just nice. great people as well. So yeah, yeah. amazing. Cool. Um, naturally, I've got four or five, but I'll not mention four or five. <laughs> Um, I, I, I want to give specific shout outs to. Um, I had this all planned and I've not brought any notes. I thought I, I was I was at work early and I thought, oh, I've drank the last two weeks. Um, number one shout out this isn't looking ass, but I finally got around to drinking the the the, the, the all three parts like the new ones from Thornbridge. Like, obviously, I'm a Thornbridge Beer Club member, so I'm gonna mention Thornbridge, but uh, I thought all three absolutely hit the nail on the head. We drank with friends a couple of nights ago, but they're probably last Saturday, um, and they just nailed it absolutely nailed it this time around. Uh, I was really really happy with all three of them. Uh, the other two shout outs along with them. Let me just go back. Where was it? 
<clears throat> so hops and dots i think i mentioned hops and dots a few times they've been one of the you know, three or four breweries in the uk to finally get hold of incognito hops like uh, incognito we're going to see a lot more of it of course but they've, they've used incognito citra into their new six percent ipa and my god it tasted fresh like to, to put this liquid heaven into a beer it just tasted so clean and i have to give two two more shout outs uh triple soup from garage i don't know if you drank it yet liam but we drank triple soup the other week and it drank at, well it was 10 percent. it drank like a six it was just divine like how garage have done it i have absolutely no idea and the last one and i'm not drinking them tonight i was gonna drink tiny dots from queer tonight but uh queer and Abbeydale Unbeliever, their Rattler is, if you like Schofferhofer, you need to pick up that Rattler from Abbeydale and Queer Unbeliever. It's just absolutely bang on. So, yeah. If, if I've you, seen you, that. I do really want that. Oh, it's a belter. I, I've, I've just picked up today, like New Barns have just done a, a, a grapefruit Rattler as well. So that's clearly the trend at the moment. Yeah. I can't wait to get into the New Barns. Coming into summer as well, it's the perfect time for it, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely spot on most. Or Brew York have fucked it all and they've just gone for five massive stouts for their birthday. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> which, which I own. So I cannot wait to get through them. Yeah, I love Brew York. I love Brew York, man. I just want to put that out there. Hi, Wayne. Um, sorry, he's from Brew York. Um, I love you. There you go. I've said it. <laughs> I've said it. <laughs> it's good so, some some good shout outs and it's it's unconscious time it's Thornbridge time it's time to dive into probably the most for, for me certainly one of my epiphany beers that I've not managed to pick up tonight I will be completely honest but what I've done is because it's the Thornbridge well it's the tea episode it's not the Thornbridge episode uh I've decided I've brought you you will all be drinking Jaipur I thought just to go play on the tee, I've got the recent track collab, so I've got dancing oh, horses. Yes. So that is that isn't a bad little replacement. I think it fits the bill because it's tea. That is a great replacement. I love yeah. that beer. It's a fucking great beer. I had it the weekend. Uh, oh, but it's like it's like a baby obsidian, is what it was described to me. So uh, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's lovely. It's an absolute beauty. I'm not going to talk about it because it is a great beer, but I'm going to drink it as you guys talk about Jaipur. So I suppose James like. Uh, obviously you're not Bruce, but the, the, this beer is so significant to Thornbridge, naturally. Um, yeah, absolutely. Both cask and keg and can and ev- everything that, that goes with it. Um, why is it so significant and so bloody good, I suppose? is uh, It's an open question, but fucking hell, what a beer. Well, there's, there's so many different factors that contribute towards an answer for this. Yeah. Now, um, now, it's one of those beers where every single beer lover has got a personal journey like when it comes to Jaipur, and that's that's super rare. I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone recalls the first time they had Jaipur. I do. It was 7 a.m. in the airport. I'd only ever drank Carlin before. I had this, hated it for a second, loved it for the rest of my life. And that is <laughs> a true story. Um, but no, basically... What it is, is we brewed it, obviously, back in the day. This was like the third, third beer that we ever brewed. You know, in the UK, there was a lot of just, like, standard pale ales, you know. ABVs were running from probably, what, 3.2 to 4.2. If you brewed a 4.5% beer, you would be wild. I mean, you would be crazy. You know what I mean? 4.5%. Calm down. Calm, <laughs> calm down. Um, so... <laughs> And at the time, it's like we brewed two beers and we wanted to go for something else, you know, brew something that those guys like drinking at the time. So we had these big American breweries, you know, your Sierra Nevadas, you 
had your Five Stone Walkers, your Brooklyns, and they were all brewing these big, hoppy IPAs with, you know, up to six, seven hops in, you know, bitter, tropical, this lovely underlying honey sweetness. And there was just nothing like that in the UK. So we brought a bit of that inspo back and we decided to make this six hop IPA. Now at the time, like I said, the ABVs were really low. So when we came out with 5.9, it was like, that is absolutely crazy. And I think people probably thought it was destined to fail. But what we did is we entered it into Sheffield Camera Beer Festival. Um, and the closest category that we could put it in at the time was like strong bitters. And it pretty much wiped everything up that it was entered for. And it also got beer at the festival. And the word then spread around. And then pretty much that was a like pinnacle moment where the ball started rolling when it comes to Jaipur. And from that point in time, it's just spiraled and spiraled and spiraled, like a gigantic snowball. And now it's at the point where it's won so many awards like worldwide. I mean, just to put it into context, we actually um, today canned 54,000 cans of it, which is just mind-blowing. Yeah. And and it's got from that little beer festival, brewing it for the first time on a 10-barrel kit, maybe getting 40 to 50 casks max, to then doing 54,000 cans in one day. It's, it's just it's absolutely it's it's absolutely nuts, and and it's such a beautiful, well balanced drink, and it's still one of them beers. If you see it in the pub, especially on cask, I mean, cask it is king for me. It's my favourite ever cask beer, and I'm sure it will be forever now. But if you see it on cask, it's it's absolutely one of them beers that you go straight for um, all the time. It doesn't matter what fancy stuff's on. If you see giants on cask, you go for a, a pint of cask, and then you do whatever you need to do for the rest of the night. But <laughs> you do not miss out on that cask. It's just fantastic. Which makes me feel like 54,000 cans today, and this this ignorant bastard couldn't even pick one up. What? We'll leave that. We'll leave that. You know, I, I, just because you've I, got I suppose, a slow voice, I think you can do what you want. I know. I know, Not honestly. On. It's like, do, do what on. you want. But, um, I, 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 I mean, we're talking about, the, you know, the episode is T, it's not J. We're not, we're not J. Per, and it's. Well, uh, I'll ask Liam and Simon in a minute, but why are we not. You, you you might disagree, but why are we not talking Brother Rabbit, Lord Marples, you know, Jamestown, some brilliant, brilliant beers that are absolute staples of British brewing? Why is Jaipur still for most people heralded as that that Thornbridge beer that's absolutely but the trend and is still setting the trend over Chiron AMPM, like brilliant core beers. Uh, everyone comes back to Jaipur for some reason. James. Oh, oh is that me? Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I've come to I've come to these guys, but like for, I was for you, too busy drinking that, the there's, there's, yeah, there's some brilliant beers. There's some there's some brilliant beers that Thornbridge produces. Yeah. You know, in terms of like tea, like I'm never without a bit of Lord Marples in the house. No, it's, it's lovely, yeah. brilliant, bitter. But why why is it always dry per that people come back to? I think because a gold nail is a gold nail, a bitter is a bitter, and they were never going to be cutting edge. Whereas Jaipur was completely cutting edges um, at the time. I don't know. A lot of people were classed Thornbridge to be like the first proper UK craft brewery. I mean, I don't know how obviously true that is. And if people want to think that, fair play and thank you. But it was just one of them cutting edge beers. And it is such a powerful taste. If you'd never had anything truly like that before, truly hoppy, or if you've grown up on like bitters and like gold nails and milds, the first time that you had this, 
I mean, still even now, just having a sip, it completely wrecks my taste buds. It it it's just so bitter and pungent, um, and it it's it's so complex at the same time. And yeah, it's just one of those beers that you don't forget. And and I think that's why it it sticks with people. And also, it's got to like a legendary point now where some beers do obviously like landlord is there, um, Jaipur obviously. Others that I can't think of right now. Um, but it's just one of those beers now that I've sort of got to that point of like almost like legendary sort of status. So yeah. I think, I think the, the, the three in Britain we've drank already now, it's, it's Jaipur, it's Timothy Miller's, it's Yankee from Roosters, like without Fuller's. And Fuller's, yeah, Fuller's ESB. Um, for, for me, Jaipur, and I'm not drinking it right now, but it's probably the only one of them that stacks up across cask, keg, bottle, can. Mm. Still a brilliant beer across all four of them forms. Yeah. Um, that that takes a lot of doing to, to do that. Like, really. Yeah, and we actually make the batches different as well. So what goes into can, um, can keg, and bottle is not the same beer. That goes, of course. That goes into cask because um, the cask version actually uses a British, um, a British ale yeast, which basically makes it finish slightly drier. Um, and the can that we actually use a California yeast, um, so that's where you get like the West Coast sort of flavors from. It's the same yeast as Sierra Nevada use, um, and we also dry hop it as well for more aroma, and it's a little bit sweeter. And obviously, the cab, you know, brings out all those flavors on the palate. So yeah, so we do like to make it different to suit what format it's actually going to be poured at, which I think uh, for attention to detail is it's amazing. Gentlemen. Oh, sorry. Okay. That's you uh, guys. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not referring to some other fuckers in the street. Like, that's- <laughs> 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 um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I was going to put a different, little trio out there to you adam i was gonna say jaipur punk ipa and beaver town neck oil maybe as in the three postmodern sort of beers but yes yes the, compl- the compliment i would probably pay most to jaipur is out of those three i think that's the one that's actually lasted the longest now so you know we've discussed it before that we think maybe punk's not as good as it was originally whether that's because we yes feel like the world the craft beer was moved on or whether the flavors changed i don't know but i think jaipur is tasting just as good as it was in 06 so i think that's along with what you said about how it keeps so well in all the different formats i think that's probably the biggest compliment i'd pay to it against its rivals at the time i think it's probably going to last potentially longer than those other two I, I, I was 11 in 06, so I don't remember Jaipur too well uh, from, from that particular <laughs> year. But um, <laughs> yes, I, I know exactly what we're talking Punk's a different beer now to what it was two years ago, let alone like mm. your 15 Yeah, they've dropped the ABB again, haven't they? Yeah, I think recently. Again, yeah. Like, we, we drank Elvis juice not long ago, and, and we all used to love it, and we all hated it on the podcast. And yeah. Oh, really? Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Is what it is. Liam? Yeah, I can't really say what's more than been said. It's just an absolute staple at the moment. And admittedly, I going back 18 months, I've not tried, I've not had Jaipur before, um, not since I moved up to York. Um, so it was it's not really from I don't really you don't really see it about. 
Don't worry, from since I've been here, I've drank sh- shit tons of it, um, <laughs> and for a good reason. Like at least we're doing our jobs. So exactly, yeah. <laughs> you're doing your job right. So, but I think a lot of people as well. You forget that it's basically a six percent beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah that absolutely. is the problem. That is the problem. You don't realize that when you're drinking it, you think, oh, it's just like it's a, it's one of their core beers. It's one of their best beers. And you think it's it's 6%, 6%, and you're like, four or five of these, but then you'd be in trouble. But it's just as a testament to how nice it is. It's just you forget that fact. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I can say is just imagine sat there 15 years ago and having this 5.9% cask beer. Yeah. It's just absolutely <laughs> wild, isn't it? It's, it's still quite extreme now. I mean, obviously, yeah. you do get crazy beers on cask, but as a standard, it's you know, it's it's pretty lethal. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just mad. Like you could drink so many of these, and you just forget that how well, actually as strong as the word in today's brewing. Like obviously, you get 14 percent beers now, but for 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 an IPA for like a core range IPA for six percent is yeah, that is crazy, isn't it? For 15 years as well yeah it's, it's just nuts I mean I love it and you know people love it and we just want it to stay as good as possible yeah. um, for as long as possible because we just want to keep giving people it you know it's it's our best selling beer I mean 30 to probably about 35% of what we produce is Jaipur in some format as well so you know it's a huge beer for us we wouldn't be where we was now if it wasn't for Jaipur yeah. so yeah so we're so Jaipur we, yeah, obviously, we, we, you know, you guys are drinking it. I'm, dr- I'm drinking another beer. The, the episode is tea rather than Jay. Like Thornbridge are for me a brewery that still tend to somehow go under, like under the radar in, in terms of crafts. But obviously, I, I'm, I'm a member of TBC. Like, I get some incredible, incredible beers. And over the last kind of t- even just two to three months, like the collabs with the likes of Beak, with with Bumpy Road, which was just a phenomenal beer, and even this month with. Harbour, Siren, like Adnams, like, it, it feels like Thornbridge are trying to take it in a different direction again to kind of really emerge in that craft scene. How, how do you see it from your side, from Thornbridge becoming not just you know, Jai Pearl or Marples to really trying to make a, make a statement, I suppose, in the craft brewing scene? Because I think a lot of people have seen Thornbridge as quite a trad brewery, whereas actually yeah. they're making some incredible, incredible craft beer like that is going under the radar somehow. Yeah, I mean, we've never claimed to be a trap brewery. We've no, always no. been a craft-led brewery who make cask. Now, the reason why we're doing so many, like, small pack beers, like cans, bottles, and, you know, like all these fabulous collabs at the minute, is because during COVID, we had to completely change change the way that we produce beer and how we yeah. sold beer. Um, so we couldn't, you know, sell kegs and casks or brew these beers to go out to our normal customers so we had to find another avenue in which we could then um, keep customers engaged and um, brew all these fantastic beers and give them something different and that's how we formed the beer club you know we know that we've got lots and lots of Thornbridge fans and we want to you know give them as many different beers and like exclusive and collaborations as we possibly can because uh, obviously we we need to keep that customer engagement and we want to show you know what we can do and that we do like to brew all these different types of beers. It's just that when you're a big brewery, who's got quite a lot of core range beers, you know, beer is always in tank. So it gets increasingly more difficult to do small, like small batch specials, basically. And most craft breweries who run at a smaller scale can do a lot more, 
like smaller batches and different beers, you know, from week to week to week. But we can't do that because if we was to do a small batch of beer, we would need to order 40,000 cans. Um, so it's a completely different situation for us. Now, we are going to continue doing the beer club and we're still going to do as many collaborations as we possibly can. And we've changed the way we're doing it. You know, we're always increasing um, production, getting more tanks in. So it is our aim to keep those collaborations high and coming at you. Yeah. Um, but also to produce as much as the core range as we need to. It, it, it's, a, I mean, it's a balance it, it, act, really, yeah. And it, and it makes, I mean, Thornbridge is a name, it, it genuinely, I mean, I, I know... I know, I know Russ really well at Amity, and obviously you guys did what a guy. the Amity collab with Thieves Road, and I did an Instagram live with Russ not long ago. Like, just the thought of being able—it's very different this virtual thing—but thought of being able to have Thornbridge on your can, or you being on a can with Thornbridge, it's still massive. Like, to little breweries like this, and Beak again. Uh, I did another podcast with Beak that did that, that, that other one, uh, not 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 too long ago. But again, the thought that they they've been going a year and a half as well, collab, and we thought it's massive to them. Like, it really yeah. is, and it's great that that there are so many craft brewers or trad brewers that are so insular and they're like, no, we are our thing and we are doing our thing. And Thornbridge just don't feel like that at all. They want to impart their knowledge and do things with other little breweries. And I yeah, of course, I mean, what's really good is we completely recognise these smaller breweries, these new breweries who are absolutely amazing. So we want to showcase them and work with them just yeah. as much as they want to work with us. It's like yeah. Braybrook, who are amazing, Beak, New Bands, yeah. Amity, um, and then you've got um, St. Miles of Deserts that we're yeah. doing. We've got some Mikla stuff coming up. There's there's plenty of more in, like, in the coming months until the rest of the year, and it's just fantastic. Yeah. We love working with these smaller, newer breweries because it's exciting. It's so exciting. You know, it's great, isn't it? It's great for everyone. Great for us, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, honestly, it's great for me as well. That, that, <laughs> yeah, that, that big collab is fucking insane. But uh, anyway, we, we could talk about Thornbridge all night, and I, I will need Bad to get me. you on my other podcast where we can talk Thornbridge all night. But uh, this is the last oh, I'd love to. I'd love they, to. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, no one's ever got back to me from Thornbridge. I sent four emails. So uh, oh, I'm just going to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Four <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just literally shutting out. Now. You. Um, another brewery <laughs> that ignores me. That persistently ignores me is uh, Tiny Rebel. Uh, so Tiny Rebel again. But going back to Timothy Taylor's with their small brews, T- Tiny Rebel are yes. Let's face it, they've done a few dodgy adverts and all this on sexism and all. Yeah, we can ignore that for one night only, and let's look at them as a a purveyor of craft beer in the UK scene. And there aren't many breweries that have had so much influence than Tiny Rebel on the UK. I thing. have got a confession. Here we go. I haven't got the tiny rebel beer. I well, will, however, pour a Jamestown and pretend. So that's the best way. That's thank you. You, you, yeah, now we're all jealous that you're drinking more Thornbridge, and we have to. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> but we're, we're we're drinking Club Tropica, which is about as tiny rebel as you get. Um, whether it's on keg, on cask, in can, again, it's another beer that stood the test of the last ten years, um, and. We, I, I think everyone has differing views of Tiny Rebel, which is why it's quite nice to bring it to the fore in this particular podcast. Um, I used to love them. I used to absolutely love Tiny Rebel as an 18-year-old, a 19-year-old, kind of 10 years ago. I thought, 
these guys are cool as fuck. And for, for, for me, they've gone off the boil a bit, but the fact that we're bringing this particular beer to the podcast, you've got to recognise them, as far as UK craft goes, as someone who went, we're going to do things the American way. And I think they were the first brewery to really do that. Um, Simon, I know you're a massive lover of Tiny Rebel. So, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, it's pretty no. <laughs> talk talk <laughs> to me about this anyway. beer in the brewery for you. Yeah, I guess I think when I started like craft beer journey, like all my friends who I was like on Untapped with were always joking with me that I was like a tiny rebel, like number one fan. <laughs> because I would always rate all their beers, whatever it was they brought out, like for consistently above four, which I just didn't do for any other brewery. But I've got to say, Adam, like, I've sort of gone the same way as you. Like in the last two or three years, I've sort of broadened my horizons a bit, realized that there's probably other breweries who are doing things maybe slightly in a more ethical way and maybe in a better taste way than they are but yeah take nothing away from them like this is still i still think this is a bit of a one-off of a beer like how fruity it is and i think that's the thing that sticks out for them like if you've got a sweet tooth you're gonna yeah. like any rebel they will put I mean, bubble gum like cola bottle. i mean we, we, we yeah. we've probably made a slight error in our choice of doing club tropical instead of kutch like kutch has been champion beer of britain like a hell of a beer from from tiny rebel when they launched it in 2013. Like, I'm, I'm interested from you liam like as a someone who works in a bar and obviously has tiny rebel on quite a bit easy living's on right now in the bar and i, I had a couple of pints last night of easy living how how is Tiny Rebel perceived in 2021? Like as as a brewery, does it fly out like a siren or a Polly's does, or is it pretty reserved? Like, do people like Tiny Rebel? No, Tiny Rebel. Like, what's yeah, the... I mean, I think people are very aware of Tiny Rebel because they do, like you said, they're very out there in what they do. Um, I think people are also like very cautious of them as well because of that same reason. Like they with their Christmas stuff, they when they brought out their fucking honey roast ham and their eggnog beers and. Yeah, they actually went down like a lead balloon. So, but saying that, they also brought out their mint chop chip edition of their Stay Puffed, which I thought was actually very nice. I quite like that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a huge Tiny Rebel ambassador. I'm not a huge fan of their beers. Um, I'm just not a fan of their flavors. To be honest, I think it's, some of them are quite artificial. You, oh um, yeah, but you put you put Stay Puffed on cat. I'm going to drink that all night. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I mean. When night. it was when it was on, it absolutely flew off because it is a good beer. And I think yeah. they do like they do have some absolutely great beers. Um, I think yeah, I think it's they're a hit and miss brewery for a lot of people. I think I think you're either going to love Tiny Rebel, or you're always going to be sort of cautious of them. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, I'm always on the latter side of the fence, where I'm not really sold by them um, so much. So, so, I, so I don't think they're the complete antithesis of Thornbridge. But you you would look at Thornbridge and Tiny Rebel and go. They are completely different. Yes, yes, yes. You know, you look at some of the core stuff, whether it's Kutch, a red ale, you look at Stay Puffed, which is a, a decent stout, you look at some of the stuff that they put, Easy Living's a good payload. Like, what that, I suppose, what I'm not, I'm not asking for the Thornbridge view on Tiny Rebel, but as a, as a, as a beer drinker, what's your experience yeah. of, of Tiny Rebel? Um, so being in the industry, I see some of the questionable things that they've done. Multi- multiple times over and that really bugs me on a personal level but let's not focus on that um, as such they have fantastic branding and when you see a tiny rebel you know it's tiny rebel and that is something that they have 
absolutely hit the nail on the head with. And you cannot argue with that. Um, you know, crappy. I mean, when they started out, obviously a good few years ago now, you know, they very much remind me of Beaver Town mm. in the sense of the cans and like the cartoon style. And, you know, mm. at the time to see these, you know, this artwork on a can of beer was super exciting. I mean, I pick up a tiny rebel back in the day. I was like, what is this? It really, yeah. it really drew my eye to the beer and it didn't really matter what it was. I bought it. Um, yeah. Now, obviously, his taste change, and I think they took a turn at one point and started doing really crazy stuff, which obviously sells super well and works for them. It, it, it's just not personally my bag. Yeah. It's just it's just not my cup of tea. Although I do think Stay Puffed is a fantastic beer. I think Dutch is pretty decent as well, and that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I think Kutch is super. Um, on cask, I think it's amazing. Um, but it's just not a beer that I ever buy. Although I think Brad, the owner, I think is a bloody great guy. Don't get me wrong. Uh, really got on with him. It's just not my cup of tea. But I truly appreciate what they've done like in the industry. And they really paved the way for some craft breweries and what they're doing now. They really did. So, you know, well, you've got to give it to them. You've got to give it to them. But they brew exactly what they need to brew for their market. They know their customer base very well. And they, and they nail it. And that is it. It's like... But it's, it, and like you know, said it before, with, with the honey glazed ham or the mint jar, if that, there is nobody better at doing what they say on the tin. I mean, no matter how artificial it's, it is, it will do shit, what it but says it's on fun. the tin. Yeah. Shit, but it's fun. And that's yeah, it. it and fun. I think... There you go. <laughs> they knew that. They knew that. 100% and they did it because it was something different and because it was a bit of a laugh 100% 100% mm. and if they can do the, the, that the, uh, and engage uh, the, a lot more people then fair play let's uh, let's move on to wildcard one then we're going to go on um, we're going to go around the world or safari or whatever you call it nowadays uh, I, I don't even know where you're taking us this week which is quite exciting um, mm. that's new to us but wild, wildcard one as Simon Texas on safari uh, what have you brought to the table Liam so I've gone a bit. I don't know how to say it. I've you've got you've got a beer. Good. Yeah, basically I've got a beer. Uh, no, so we brought we brought landlord on. So I thought I'd try to get some on that sort of some of that I could compare it to. So I was having a browse, and I actually came in with a beer from St Austell. I got a bottle of tribute. Oh, um, that's a massive shout! So yeah. I thought I just wanted yeah. something that I could drink alongside. <laughs> That Timmy is a Taylor's. massive shout. That is huge. Sort of... I was not expecting that, but I respect that choice. That is massive. <laughs> so it's a bit that I've had many times. And you know what? I thought I'd, I just wanted to compare it alongside Landlord and just have a little sub of it. And it's just, I've it's not really had it in bottle it's before. I've only ever had it on cask before. So, and honestly, I was, I was with you yesterday. You could have told me you were bringing tributes this fucking day. You twat. <sighs> I'd like to give a few things. You know, remember when you brought uh, Steady Rolling Man from on, on draft? Yeah. So that's the other thing I had to keep from you. So, <laughs> But yeah, so I had to get it. I know, cause I know how much of a great beer it is. What so I knew what I was getting with it. So that was it was, it was a safe bet for me. Yeah, cool. Simon, Whoa. let's draw. Uh, Well, I... Pretty good surprise if you listen to the podcast as well after the last episode, but um, I've actually gone for a Belgian beer, so uh, 
one that I've not had, um, but oh, I'm sure you guys, you guys, I'm sure have had this. But it's the Trappist. It's the Roquefort number eight. <gasps> I was going to bring that one in. I, I thought about bringing that one in. I think I basically chose the number purely on the fact I'd already had 10 and 6 on untapped, but I've never had 8 before. So someone's, here we go. Someone's going for it Thursday night. Jesus. I know. Well, wait until, <laughs> wait until you see wildcard number two. It's even stronger. I feel like I need to amend my wildcard too because I've gone quite light this week. Um, but I'm going to, I've, I've got. I've got a wild card three downstairs sat just in case someone outdoes me. Um, wild card three, <laughs> yeah, just just in just in case. James, the prequel. Uh, Whoops, sorry. <laughs> um, look at this. Just yeah. Wow. For all the listeners out there, this is bright yellow, um, and I got in touch with a very, very, very good Bruce Springsteen loving friend of mine by the name of Cam um, from the good old turning point and i i have so much love for for all of them they're just fucking great and yes and he very very kindly i told him is that the new mango sour yes yes it is Um, (laughs) i i told him and that i was going on this podcast i said that i listened to him because the thing is i was listening to the podcast whilst i was driving and i it was about half three, four o'clock. I'd, I'd started super early. I was knackered. I was driving. You know, I was losing the will to live. And then I was listening to this podcast and Cam went so incredibly deep that I started questioning the meaning of life. So, um, and, and I was like, holy shit, Cam. This is why we're friends. Um, but no, yeah, so I messaged him and he was like, oh, it's fine. I'll send you some. And I was like, what? And it's like, it's like, yeah, I'll send you some. So he sent me a lovely selection, and this is one of them. And I think it's got 800 kilograms of mango puree of mango went into this refreshing and tart summer sour, and it is delightful. It's 5.8, I think. I, 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 would, I, would, I would love to say I had that on me, but I did have that on keg four nights ago at their tap room. Um, so I'm just going to... Oh, God. Oh, I'll just I'll, I'll, jump one up here. I know, I was just about to... Say so, thanks, James. For actually <laughs> jealous for a change, but it turns out no, I, I had it on case. Contacts, <laughs> <laughs> so, perks of the industry. Um, <laughs> so basically, it's got mango lime, um, mango lime in it, and and it's super tart, but it's but it's also super sweet. You know, it's not. Mango. It's not as thick. It's not as thick as I thought either. Like it's actually no, it's not. It's, it's a lovely beer. Super balanced, it's got that lovely tartness. It's not overly tart, but it's so incredibly juicy. And sometimes I find mango can be a really strange flavour in beer, but this just absolutely hit, hits a nail on the head. What I find with mango again, and this is why the turning point went through me. So I went last Friday night and mango normally adds so much body to, to a beer, and it, it kind of doesn't in a way, like it adds a nice kind of viscosity but it's not thick like it's, it's actually quite no, nice it's, it's not thick it's got a good body but it's yeah, yeah. it's not thick um it's just so bloody juicy it's like a salario it it tastes <laughs> like it's got um vanilla in it but it hasn't it's it's got no vanilla it it's just got, got like a really smooth creamy edge and i don't know how to do it it's magic it's magic i'm just reading the can i can't see any of the words but i'm I'm reading the can. No, I can't. No, it doesn't say. The secrets are safe. The secrets are safe with can. Not, not fair. But it's lovely. Absolutely 
absolutely delicious. Well, I'm not. I'm not jealous of any. Like, I, I would like to be drinking everything everyone's drinking, but I, I went for one that I thought we were all going to drink tonight. Like, and I, I picked up Tegan's Hellers, like because it's a fucking oh. like to be drinking Money. this Tegan's Hell lager no. right now, and I am so my, fucking happy. Like this, this, this is my lager. this is my bucket list lager. Like it, this, this yeah. lager is just you can't beat it. Four point eight percent Tegan's. It's just fucking stunning. Uh in a five hundred ml bottle. Um I was I was on Trembling Madness earlier picking my beers for the for the for the session and I went through all the teas, whether it was track and turning point and uh, even kind of Tim Meadow or Tank Meadow or whatever. I thought, you know what? I'm gonna get Tegan's because it's fucking great. Like and it just is I, I don't know how old this beer is. You're probably talking sixteen hundred, similar to some of the stuff we've done before. Uh Slightly out of date. Yeah, a little bit. Sorry, yeah. that was such a dad joke, but I had to get it in there. Sorry. <laughs> Terrible. If, 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 so it's if, only if, just clicks on it. Sorry. <laughs> 16. There you go. Oh, so it was allegedly founded <laughs> in the year 1050. So you're talking Battle of Hastings time. Um, it's just fucking great. Like to, to, to reset on a lager. I mean, you can see it. I mean, we're all watching the, cl- the clarity on that lager is just fucking divine. Just uh, imagine some show, some you know, soldier late to battle because he's been on the hells. You know what I mean? It's just, it, it's just, <laughs> it's just <laughs> Brian, where you been? Sorry, boss, I was on the hells last night. It's, <laughs> it's just crazy, it's crazy, isn't it? God, I bet you had a good time. Yeah, fucking belting. Belting beer. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. But whilst we, I Tegansy, Tegansy, I can't believe we're not all drinking Tegansy. Like, I don't know, I don't know how it went off our list. It was on our list to drink. To, uh, somehow, club probably yeah, fucking made it, it on. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm in a really happy place right now. Uh, Simon, take us around the world, mate. Where, where are you taking us this evening on your? Uh, what is, what is it? What do you call it? You, your safari. Simon's Beer Safari, yeah. Simon's Beer Safari. That was a new one on me. I'm still waiting for the jingle that you made. SBF. SBF. There we go. It's got a ring to it. It's got a ring to it. We are off to Taiwan tonight, guys. Get your hiking boots on. I was going to say, pack your passport and get ready. So, yeah, I mean, I looked at a few countries, but Taiwan's quite an interesting one because it's one of those ones that up till recently has been pretty traditional. So it was ruled by, well, it's been ruled by quite a few different countries, like the country's been in China's hands, Japan's hands, whatever. Um, but recently it's come back into China's hands, I think, at the moment. And what's actually followed is an emergence of craft breweries. So, of again, course it has. What we've the had fuck it. is happening right now? Because this, had this. <laughs> this was not a feature on last. This was not a feature on last week's. I want to sign up if I knew this was cool. Well, no, every week, Simon picks a country and he texts us to it and talks about oh. the thing. I'm Cameron, just gonna close guys. Cameron enjoyed it. Didn't he? he got it. He got deep at this point about how people in the Dominican Republic are making beer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Taiwan. So some breweries to look out for. The Jolly Brewer. <laughs> is in Taiwan, which can't be a Taiwanese guy. That must be an expert. Um, Taihu Brewing, they've just brought out a new Imperial Stout, so go and grab that. Um, basically, yeah, I mean, since 2013, the scene's exploded. I don't need to say more, but if you're ever in Taiwan... Exploded? Yep. Has it exploded? It's taken I think off. Apparently, like, I think Taiwan's one of those countries where it's like, 
80% of the people drinking beer are English people who are now now situated in that country. So Whoa. I think it's made British, the British. I mean, there's though. probably so many places throughout the world that have got such great beer scenes like locally, because at the end of the day, people love beer regardless of who you are, where you're from. You know, it's it's a widely loved drink and there's going to be people brewing it. I mean, people have been brewing it for thousands and thousands of years. So, so there's going to be some amazing beer somewhere out there that no one has ever tried. And it makes me slightly sad. Unless we live in Yemen, which we found out in our Y episode, you're not allowed to drink in that country. So unfortunately I couldn't find any breweries located right. there. Cancel the flights. I've not even come to you yet, Liam. I've, I've completely missed your segment. We'll come to you in a bit. I was later. about to say, I normally... Liam's normally before me, isn't he? So, so basically, James, what happens is, right, so apparently, apparently I host this thing, which I don't know how I fell into, like, being the host. Um, these guys have their own little features, which are normally a lot of fucking shit, uh, let's face it, because Yemen, Yemen, they don't drink. Taiwan, there's maybe what one craft brewer. Liam then brings us the best of Untapped. So Liam brings us the best of the Imperial Stouts. We're going to be tea around the world. Um, fucking hit us, Liam. Hit us with it. Might as well go back I am mildly excited. Sorry, go on. <laughs> right, are you ready for this? Because you're about to get another dose of various Imperial Stouts. I'm going to start, I think I'll start off in UK this time, just with tea. Uh, so the first one, the highest one beginning with tea was a beer called 12 Yellow Legs by Cloudwater, which was a te- it's a 10% triple in New England, which is the highest rated one beginning with tea. Um, and then the next one down was from Track, which was an 8.5% double milkshake IPA. Right. So that is pretty much me from there. Um, our segment, as always, is riveting and what the people tune in for. Um, so I'm just going to end it there. Is that, is that it? You've, 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 you've travelled 400 yards between two breweries to bring us a feature. You have just done that on your phone. 100%. You've panicked. You've gone with two. I'm on untapped right now. <laughs> I, I knew it. I bloody knew it. I knew it. What's the... Um, so so obviously the, the whole point of the untapped thing is to, to bring about the, the best of the best, but... Um, other than Jaipo, what are the Thornbridge beers that get the kind of most uh, like critical acclaim, I suppose, in terms of accolades? Mm. So we do this amazing um, Imperial style called Necessary Evil, and it's been oh, aged in bourbon barrels. And I've, got, like, I've, I've got the 2018 one. Eight God, yeah, I've got 2018 and I've got the latest yeah. one. And um, I must say, I think the latest one is just absolutely mind blowing. I, so um, I, I, I drank the latest one fresh from TBC, and I've got the other one sat away, but I've got the 2018 sat away as well. But yeah, it yeah awesome, it, awesome. it's just a phenomenal beer, and it's probably one of the best outs I've yeah. ever drank. And I know, obviously, I work for Thornbridge, and I'm saying I'm gonna say that, but no, truly, it, it blows my mind. It's now, awesome. um, we have. It is 13%. Um, I think, yeah, 13 So we have a number of barrels sat in the brewery right now um, for that beer to go into. I can't say any more than that, but many different barrels for future releases. So um, that's something that I'm really, really looking forward to. In other sort of beer news from Thornbridge, what's really, really popular, I mean, we've just done Mind Games with Firestone Walk, and that's absolutely fantastic. And then... The three sours that we must have done, you know, 
five years ago now, five, six, seven years ago, Daisy Creation, Heart Desires, and Love Among the Ruins that were all aged in different kinds of bur- um, burgundy barrels. They are still out there and still tasting unreal. So, yeah, I'd say they are probably our most critically acclaimed beers, yeah. Oh, and Bratcher as well, which was part of the beer club yeah. recently, which is just the most incredible, rich, dark ale, and it's so bitter. It's, it, it's delightful. It, it's, it's really, really nice. The, the, this this version of mind games was just fucking phenomenal like it just hit like the, uh jim barreled on it and it just it was awesome yeah like, yeah it awesome. it's just it's just amazing absolutely amazing and serpent as well yeah 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 still there's still a few bottles kicking around and one of my favorite things to do is take a serpent to an event because the story behind it is just so amazing and i love telling that story um and it's just great so hopefully we won't run out just yet but i think there's only a couple of hundred left possibly mm-hmm. i don't know if we're going to put any more on for sale or if we're just going to keep them for events or i don't know but it's i don't think it's ever going to be done again it was done it was amazing cross it out do something different. So yeah, so, I love that beer though. I, lo- I love that beer. <laughs> so I've got a bit of a problem now in that I didn't actually bring any big beers to this podcast, but now I'm a bit worried I'm going to get outdone on my last beer because uh, because of your guys' choices. So I'm go- I'm gonna I'm gonna let everyone give us give me or give the listeners theirs and decide whether I'm going to pick this or I'm going to pop downstairs and uh. Now do all of absolute fix an absolute um, fix. Yeah, potentially, potentially. Uh, we'll 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 see what's coming out. But um, uh, James, James, rock our world because you've 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 gone turning point before. What are you picking for your last beer? Um. Well, I just went down the route of what we thought was going to go down, um, but clearly that didn't happen. So I may have to look. Timmermans. Yeah. I have got the Timmermans Greek. <laughs> Which um, I've got that downstairs. I could pick that up as well. Which my lovely girlfriend will absolutely drink at some point. So I might just save that, and I might crack open another turning point. We'll have to wait and see. I'll see what you guys do first, and then I'll um, then I'll sort of think about what I'm going to do. So yeah, take it away. (laughs) If you, I swear to God, if you've got either triple soup or Captain Insane or whatever it is. No, I haven't. I haven't actually got a triple soup. I've got, I just went, I went for turning point again, but I got a different one from turning point. I went for kicking off in Pimlico, which was uh, recommended to me by good old Jimmy down at the tap. Nice. Um, it is nice. So, I'm going to go and get mine. Give me two ticks. Simon, have you got turning point? I haven't, no. I was going to say, if, if you had, then I, I would have like rounded off the group, but uh, yeah. what have you got? Good down, guys. Um, brewery, we have fleetingly mentioned a couple of times tonight um but finally bringing the beer out from them it's track i think i had the one that liam might have mentioned on the untapped review i think possibly broken clouds i've actually got that downstairs but the one i've actually gone for is the bigger beer because we want to be brave and risky on this podcast so i've oh. gone for the dancing on the brink of the world collaboration with uh cerebral brewing from the states i believe oh, the maple uh, one yeah, that's it. This is the Pancake Stack Imperial Porter. You have gone very big. 11% on the Thursday night. Um, but, you know, Old that. 
Adam's got something bigger, no doubt. <laughs> he can't help himself, can he? Honestly. I think he whatever we have, everybody. Whatever we have, he's gonna have something whatever better. Whatever he has, he has to have something better. And if there's yeah. anybody who's gonna have a better beer in their house, it's gonna be Adam. Yep. <laughs> so mine's not big, but it is delicious. Um so I've gone um for the turning point again and um Come like I said, was so kind enough to send me this, and it's Hickory Clan Caviar, and it's a making um, a maple and pecan Danish stout, six percent. And you know, um, sometimes I don't want a beer to set my world on fire. It's like as much as you know, you know, triple IPAs, quad IPAs, these big double IPAs, massive stouts. I mean, they are all bloody great, and I love all those styles of beer, but sometimes I would much rather have a great pint of something 4 to 5%. Yeah, yeah. And I think that can be just as impactful as a 13% Imperial Stout, obviously, depending on like the mood that you're in. Yeah, yeah. But some of my favourite beers of all time have been like a 4% session beer, but I might have had it on yeah. the beach in Brighton, or I might have yeah. had it this, this or the other, but yeah. So that's what I mean some of the best beers things you can just enjoy just like when you're just relaxing when you just want to chill out and then like I completely get what you mean exactly, exactly. Beers. don't lie go on then Adam go on we're all waiting for it what have you brought thanks I, I, do you know what, I, do you know what, I, I went down I looked at the fridge and I thought do you know what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the tap after this so I want to be in a, in a genuine state of all rightness <laughs> um so what, what I brought to the table, it's a brewery I wanted to bring regardless to the, to the table. And I've got a few beers from them. That are, and I'm, I'm sure you know them, James, and a few other, but like Three Hills. I think Three Hills are producing some of the, the best <laughs> beers in Britain right now, whether it's sours, impy stouts, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, and 100%. Yeah. What what I brought to the table was literally the latest out that came out this week, which was their apricot sour. But some nice. that because that's only 6%. So that's going <laughs> to the back of the room. Um, and and we're, we're going to dismissed chocolate Guinness or something like that not quite but very very close so it was the last of the Russian MP pastry stout series which was their tiramisu one at 13 percent um oh. we're gonna uh <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't Sorry, know I've how got you say four it, of them right? in the fridge I should have picked one actually I didn't if anyone knows Russian one. I don't know how to say Bahabka or whatever but, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go we're gonna go tiramisu stout from three hills to to end the night well I've got <laughs> to say um this turning point one for 6%, I mean, it's so sticky. I mean, it's fairly light. I mean, it's got a decent body, don't get me wrong, but just that maple and pecan flavour, it's, it's got that, that ooh, cat just went past. Um, it's got like a huge, like, like, you know, like maple's got a real smokiness to it. Mm. It's got that, but it's not smoke malt, I don't think. But, um, oh, it's so bloody terrible. This is absolutely delightful for 6% as well. Wow. Where is everyone's favourite? Before no, not no one wants to listen to my favourite. Everyone's favourite tap room in the UK, interestingly, because tea tea is the word for tap room. No, tea is the start of the letter. Or in the curve. Tea kicks off the. You know what I'm trying to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Oh, there I don't we go. Want to say it because you guys will take it off us, but Brew York, because I I guess maybe for you guys it's not because it's on your doorstep, but having ah, it's good. For it's me, good. it has a good like, journey. I when I went to Brew York, there was something like out of world to me. Having the two different levels, having the untapped screens everywhere. Um, yeah, uh, that was great. When, 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 when are you coming up? You, you've not been up since you've known us two. 
I well, no, yeah. I was going to say, like, what, I was just thinking saying? earlier, actually, we've got to record a podcast in person now, haven't we? Now we can uh, meet up in person. We can actually Ooh, do our first in person well, we're podcast. We're just waiting for that wheel to land on beer, aren't we? <laughs> oh, big real episode. But I, I should put on <laughs> I really yeah, James, I James in about four minutes, you're about to experience the best part of this podcast, which is on the wheel, get spun to see what oh. we're doing next. Oh, oh my God. It's the best if part. There's one, if there's one tap room in the country I haven't been to that I wanted to go to, it would be Formbridge. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> let me know and I will give you a free half. <laughs> so generous. <laughs> now, um, I'm going to give my shout outs because I don't know, bossy. I don't know. Um, I've got to give a massive shout out to Smod St. Miles of the Desert. Their tap room is the smallest, little, quaint, magical, um, weirdest, <laughs> like located tap room ever. It's in a yeah. It's in Attercliff, which is not the nicest of areas. It's, it's fine, but it's very industrial. But that is just such a little gem. It's amazing. And then, um, I mean, I've got so many favourite tap rooms, and I know I'm going to have so many more that I've not been to yet. I mean, I really want to go to Left Hand Giant. I think they're great. I want to go to Beak, but um, one of my fondest memories actually is going to Arundel Brewery's tap room. Um, it's just outside of Brighton. Um, I went there with my best pal uh, last summer in the break between like lockdowns. And they've got such a beautiful outside area. And their beer is absolutely outstanding. It's so incredibly underrated. It's, it's amazing. An amazing brewery. Yeah. And, you know, just being in Brighton itself is amazing. And then just getting a train for an hour outside. It's amazing. Such a great place. Um, and then afterwards, just to go for a walk around the town, it's just absolutely fantastic. You know, loads of harvey's on cask everywhere and it's just it's just amazing. So I'd say they're up there. And I was uh, Thorbridge is <laughs> my is my absolute number one. So we we, we, we not we normally finish uh, obviously with the wheel and, and a bit of a debate about the wheel. Um the the, the I mean the, the problem with tea is we could have picked so many breweries, so many beers. Where where are the shout outs that didn't get mentioned tonight? Um I'll I'll kick us off with um Oh, I end up drinking them. I was gonna say three hills, but I end up fucking drinking three hills. Uh track. Like track track for me. Uh, I know we have mentioned them uh, and and you're obviously drinking them, but um there isn't uh, so Jaiper is as far as it goes, one of the best cask and keg beers in the UK. If there is one that is a close second, it's Sonoma. And Sonoma, yeah. Sonoma track like is just a fucking stunning beer that stands up in can in keg on cask and it's just absolutely nailed it. Nailed it. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. Uh, and it cannot go uh, I wanted to get it for today. Trembling Man just didn't fucking have it. Like, it was probably the one day they didn't have Sonoma. Um, but if I could bring any beer to the table on a tea episode, it's track Sonoma. And that's all I want to mention other, other than what we drank. Uh, Simon? Uh, well, I mean, I wasn't expecting to mention these two. I was expecting you to mention them, to be honest, Adam. But we haven't gone across the channel or a bit Trillium. further across. Trillium Treehouse, Treehouse. Yeah. I put down for even Titanic Plum Port. Oh. Well, oh, that's another one on my list. You're ticking them all off now. Um, <laughs> I mean, 
I always I always do a nod in this section to the clad traditional brewers. So another one's more from my neck of the woods, I guess. Truman's Truman's obviously have had like a sort of um, resurrection, I guess, in recent years. They've actually. Like I think I've got one of the best tap rooms now in London. I haven't been yet, but I'm hoping to go this summer. Um, so yeah, all all those. I've now I'm in I'm entering year two. Well, the two and a half of my uh, when I first bought my Titanic Reserve. So my Titanic Reserve is two and a half years old now. I'm ready for like my three years in winter. This winter I will drink it. Three year Titanic Reserve water in the cellar. Is going to be a fucking absolute dream, but yeah, that's yeah a great. Trilly and the Great yeah. Treehouse are great. Uh, Titanic, I absolutely love Titanic. Um, Lee, teas, any other teas, honorable mentions? I mean, you've sort of pretty covered them with track, Trillium, Three Hills. I mean, they're all there. One sort of shout out I give is on a very small scale, was you would the you don't know, James, but we've sort of been launching the small brewery project. We've got a brewery in called Three Fiends. They're based up in West Yorkshire up here. Um, and I think they're a great little brewery. They've got two great beers um, that we've got in. Uh, one's like an oatmeal IPA and then we've got another pale. And I, they're actually, I think they're actually very, very nice. Um, oh, brilliant. Very, very good beers. Um, so I thought we'd give them a little shout out. They've been great to work with. Great guys over there. I happened to chat with them a few times. Um, and we're sort of very keen to get more beers with them, sort of help them get them promoted and get them sort of out with us so yeah that's my little shout well I think I'm going to have to go for uh, a brew from New Mills and they're called Torside um, they are absolutely amazing absolutely amazing they do specialise I'd say more smoked beer which is not my bag but they do make some monstrous IPAs double Huge IPAs and um, in the beer feast in Sheffield and before lockdown, I had this stout and I cannot remember what it's called. It was on cask. And it was, without doubt, one of the best stouts I've ever had in my life. It was it was amazing. It, there's, such a, there's such a great brewery. that They're unbelievable. Unbelievable. Really good guys as well. Yeah, no, there's the, the, I mean, they are quality and their branding is ace. And everything is ace. And if, if I was to bring any more to the table... You'd be talking. Uh, I mean, I, I was probably for about two years a member of the Two All Beer Club. I think Two All as far of as course, yeah. Beer, like Two All, they're just fucking leading the way. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we mentioned. I don't, I don't think we mentioned Twisted Barrel or Twisted Wheel, but two good brews in Coventry and the Northwest, like some some yeah. good breweries out that side. Uh, Tooth and Claw as well, which is owned by Cameron's. Tooth, so yeah, some... the Cameron's guys. Um, really good stuff. So yeah, so, uh, time, time and tide, like time and tide, have some good beers. Like, oh but, yeah, God, they do. Yeah, they really do. Yeah, some some phenomenal on on tea. But um, but yeah, we we've we've come to the end. It's it's nine twenty eight. We've done well. We're going to wrap up within two minutes. Um, before we get to the wheel and the most exciting part of the episode for anyone involved, uh, obviously, because the, when the I'm wheel excited. spins, that, that's the gets involved. Uh, James, I suppose that we, we always let any guest have not not a commercial pitch for Thornbridge because you don't need commercial pitch. What's the what's the plan in a few months, I suppose? Where are you going to be? How can people come and get your beer? All that kind of stuff. We'll let you have that that little little pitch, I suppose. <laughs> not that Thornbridge need it, but what's, what's the plan? Um... 
<laughs> no, okay. So basically, what I need to hugely recommend people is just to get down to the tat room. We've completely redone it. We've got pizza room. We've got like a separate shop. We've got so many lines. You know, we've got all the best beers. It's absolutely fantastic. Please come down and check us out. We've got some amazing stuff in store for you. And in regards to the beer club, please sign up. Sign up. The amount of beers is just crazy, crazy good value. And there's so many special, special beers coming your way. So please sign up. (laughs) James is coming at that from a sales perspective. I'll come at it from a customer's no, customer perspective. Like <laughs> for, for forty quid for what you get in it, like it's genu- oh, like genuinely phenomenal. Like you you are getting a minimum of fourteen beers a month. Normally like sixteen, eighteen as well. Like I've had socks. I've had a glass. Like there's so much, and it's just quality beer every time yes you get the old green mountain yes you get the old jaipo but fucking hell they're good beers who gives a shit if you get the old two pound beer because you're getting some serious shit like alongside that uh for 40 quid there is not a better beer club in yeah the you've UK got to put right a few now. cores in there haven't you it's yeah just, it's you've, you've, got to. Like, you've got to bloody hell there isn't yeah. a better, there isn't a better subscription box in the uk for that price i fundamentally believe that i will not stop being a part of that beer club i think it's fucking brilliant and the, like the exclusive i mean even just last month like like i said you've got a code with harbour with siren with adnams as well as some core stuff fucking brilliant absolutely brilliant. yeah and next month is amazing as well we've got a three mickler yeah a beer yeah. carol just ridiculous it just blows my mind that i've even had the opportunity to do that and it's and it's all going to be fantastic so yeah yeah you see you see on beer spares despite the fact you've got three mickler collabs Oh, Green Mountain's in there. Well, yeah, because wow. it, it it's a fucking great beer. Like, it's a brilliant beer. Like, who cares? Like, you can get it for two credits at like Tesco. It balances the 40. Oh, sorry. Anyway, Don't get me it. let's spin. Look, at let's the end of the day, you can't please everyone. We just want to do the best that we can. And if everyone else is happy, then, you know, job done. You know, you can't ever aim to please everyone. So that's fine. That's, that's absolutely fine. As long as we are making someone happy, that's fine with me. Thank you, James, for joining us on a Thursday evening and taking your time to talk about Thornbridge. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. I've had a really great time. You know, you guys are just fantastic. And yeah, I, it's, all, it's all nice, isn't it? I like it. Thanks for being silly. It's all bit but Compared to some of the other serious podcasts out there, like Time for a Brew, what, what a banker he is. Uh, What's that? There's just some, there's some serious beer podcasts out there. This is nice to just have a chat and, and, and drink some beer. Uh, gents, it's been it's been fun. Liam, Simon, uh, we'll get together and we will sort what we're doing for, for later on in the next couple of weeks. But for now, I, I was, I was going to grab a glass and say cheers. Everything's empty. I'm going to get my fucking glass on my bottle of uh, tag and <laughs> I thought that was some sort of like <laughs> award, like a football thing when we're just 14 <laughs> <laughs> like a trophy cheers they're over there they're over there <laughs> oh deepest voice in football cheers yes, oh, see you in a couple <laughs> of weeks cheers <laughs>